Grape juice always remind me of, bro. Um, muscadine wine. Muscadine wine. Yeah. Like, it's so it's amazing. Funny for me, I don't drink wine. I can't afford it. Chris, shut up. Chris, please. <laughs> you drink wine, guy? I don't. Yeah. Who don't uh, drink wine? First of all, wine not expensive, me. bro. Wine not expensive. Bro, wine low-key cheaper than liquor what unless you talking about some... What? The only thing that's probably cheaper than wine is beer, but beer is like it's like piss water, bro. Like yeah. everybody, you know, we don't get too I political. Get, on I the get show, offered, I like, get offered Coronas a lot. I bet, I bet. I mean, you live in Boston, bro. Like, come on, that's that's. But uh, like, if you really think about it, bro, if you really think about it, everybody like shooting up their Bud Light cans and all that, and I'm just like. Y'all was drinking Bud Light to begin with, bro? Like, what is your life <laughs> Right. On? What's good with y'all, bro? This is crazy. But anyway, fellas, we got a show. We got a show. We got at least, we got at least one player that's going to be saying, Ni hao, next year. We got at least one player that's getting ready for the Shanghai Sharks. But I'll tell you what. There's another one on the brink. There's another one on the brink. But before we get into the show, fellas, tell me this because we were we were talking about um, we were talking about Sauce Gardner not knowing who Jessica Alba was, and Aaron Rodgers being very surprised by this because Aaron Rodgers is a forty year old man, so of course he knows who Jessica Alba is. He is very intimately aware of who she is. Sauce Gardner, however, twenty what twenty four year old, twenty three year old, yeah, from twenty four max. 24-year-old from Detroit. Of course, he didn't know who Jessica Alba was. So that brought up the conversation of who or what has had the worst fall off in our lifetime. Go for it. All right. If I got first pick, we could do a snake draft. I got Halo. Oh, that's a good one. I'm a gamer. And even though, you know, all three of us are gamers, but I don't think y'all as big in the gaming as I am. But it was a point in time with Halo 3, Halo ODST, everybody in their grandma played Halo. Hey, it got so bad. I, I used to get bullied for not playing Halo because I only play sports <laughs> games. Like, I, I've always been terrible at first person shooters. So, like, I, I just never really. Well, not really my thing. Not really my thing. But Halo Halo has seen quite a fall off. It has seen mm-hmm. quite a fall off. Chris, what you got? Ah, oh, that's a deep one, man. That is a deep one, deep one, deep one. Ah, uh, I'm a, but the second pick of the inaugural fall off draft. I'm gonna Talk have to, to say. I'm gonna have to say true religions. True religions. True religions. Okay. Okay. Do you know how bad True Religion fall off is? True Religion used to be the hottest thing in the world. And now every time Rimble step near a mic, True Religion be like, bro, please don't slander us this time. Bro, <laughs> when that man said, how do you really feel flying the true fit? I was like, he not lying. He not lying. <laughs> listen, listen, now they trying to bring the true joggy fits back, but I don't know if they will. But this is how you know. This is how you know. I was at the Salvation Army doing something for work, doing a volunteer thing for work from the plant. We had set up a volunteer thing at the Salvation Army. When I tell you a lady came, dropped off a box of clothes, we go through it. You know, it's some Wranglers, stuff like that. But the, uh, one of the boxes, a long list of trues, just a whole box full of trues. They just gave them away. 
gave them away. Salvation Army, oh yeah, we can sell these for $10 instead of $2. I was like, really? Really? Y'all don't understand. People used to get mopped over them. Like, for real. Like, you. At Cass, it used to get steep. Hey, you, you, hey, I remember Scully got low on that uh on that little boy true true jacket and like he wasn't six five. Like, bro, it come up to your elbow, Scully. What are you doing? Like, what are you Scully six five? Where that's what he, he was six five four. Yeah, he was The jacket stopped right here and he still rocked it proudly. I you know, I, I hope he's doing well now. I hope both of them are doing well uh at this point in life. I'm sorry, bro, but I, I got to say, and I know it's going to hurt some feelings, Fuddruckers had the worst fall off of all time. Oh. I swear I was just having this conversation yesterday. Fall I swear. <laughs> so, here's the thing, right? I grew up not too far from Fairlane. So, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, Fuddruckers is like a big thing just to me. And, like, in college, it was, like, people talking about the fact that, like, yeah, Fuddruckers used to be a thing. And, like, these yeah. are from the middle of nowhere. It's like, yeah, it was the Fuddruckers next to our movie theater, too. And I'm like, wait a minute. You from cousin cousin sleeping South Carolina? What's going on here? Like, how do you know? <laughs> what's it? And he was like, yeah, bro, we, we have Fuddruckers. And I'm like, how, where did they all go? Man, I, I went to uh, Detroit Academy right there on Jefferson. Right across mm-hmm. the street was that Fud Records next to the Hollywood video. Yeah. Dog, I could not wait. Every Friday, I could not wait to get me get me a Fud Records situation, dog. Bruh. And it, it, it just turned out like, I don't even know what happened. It just, it did, it wasn't even like a slow gradual thing. Like with Blockbuster, it was it was gradual. Right. You, you, could, see, you could see the decline. We saw it over time. With Fud Records, you just woke up one day and you was like, Hey, bro, where did all the fireworkers go? Like, <laughs> what what happened here? Very nasty work. Very nasty work. But boy, we got some more player declines to talk about because you know what it is. It's the second annual Slandy Awards. Don't worry. We're going to have a theme song for the Slandies next year. Uh, but <laughs> it is the second ever Slandy Awards. And boy, are we excited. And I know what y'all thinking. Oh, they only gonna slander basketball players, and they just gonna slander Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies. Oh, they're they're getting theirs, but they won't be the only ones to get it, fellas. Y'all ready to get into this show? We got some playoffs to talk to. We got some Jimmy turning into it, Jordan. Baby. Let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master, the mixing master, Josh Guyton. That is I. We got the money man, the man of the plan, Chris Allen. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, fellas. The second annual Slandy Awards. I'm going to leave this one up in the air because we all know who has to get the first Slandy. Because mm-hmm. we, he's earned this. He's thoroughly earned this. And, and you Me know, how? When they, when, when they, I'm, I'm going to read this thing like how they do at the award shows. This Slandy goes to a man who was dedicated to trashness. His non, his unending, his unending quest to be one of the worst players on the court. He literally shot the worst field goal percentage of every player with qualifying attempts in the NBA in the playoffs while saying that one of the best three players of all time is old and he does not respect anybody who gives him 40 while simultaneously getting put out by 40. This young man needs no introduction. The man, the myth, the legend, the jean jacket. 
Dylan Brooks. Knee how, y'all. Knee how. Knee how. Knee how to Dylan Brooks. Knee how to Dylan Brooks, everybody. Knee how to Dylan Brooks. Everybody. Slandy MVP. He's the Slandy MVP for the Man, dressed like 04 Shawn Michaels. Boy, I'll tell you what. I'll tell this <laughs> He got the Scully jacket now, now, on low key. Now let, me, <laughs> now, now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have y'all ever seen as abrupt and as ugly of a divorce from a team and player that was not for any like legal reason or like we literally cannot have him back as we've seen with this? I have never seen that in my life purely based off of performance. Of course, we saw, you know, players maybe get into fights, have off-court issues, um, get to big moments and not live up to it. And then we saw a gradual decline. It was literally, yo, the, they lost on what? Sunday? Mm-hmm. Saturday? <laughs> By the time we rolled around to Tuesday, they said this man would not be back for under any circumstances we seen Ron Artest punch fans we seen Latrell Sprewell choke the coach we've never heard an organization say under any circumstances do y'all understand I I saw this thing earlier shout out to uh, uh, Kofi Sports he said he's the only player I've ever seen in my life that fails the eye test and the analytic test That's just oh, very nasty work. Very nasty work. Chris, have you ever seen anything this bad and this this quick? I, I actually feel a little different than Guyton, bro. I haven't seen nothing this bad. But let me let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Right. Dylan Brooks actually is not a horrible basketball player. Like, like let, let's keep it a buck. Dylan Brooks is a mid player. He's not like garbage though. Like he's not like a player. Like you'd be like. Why is he in the league? You know what I mean? Like, you know, nah, you, you, you could you could have said that up until about whatever the first day of April 14th or whatever the first day of the playoffs was. So so that, that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is the reason why I think this is the craziest, craziest fallout breakup is because until he opened his mouth, the spotlight was not on you, Dylan Brooks. You didn't have to be that guy, the second guy, the yeah. third guy, the fourth guy or the fifth guy. It wasn't until you opened your mouth. Put a target on your back. You put your own target on your back. Everybody blame LeVar Ball for Lonzo's struggles, right? He said LeVar Ball put a target on Lonzo's back. Lonzo didn't say anything. That's his father. So at some point when you get to know Lonzo, the target gets off his back. Everybody in the league love Lonzo. Dylan Brooks purposely put a target on his back, right? So that's why this is just crazy to me because the Grizzlies like, listen, bro, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. We not dealing with you no more. Like, you can't even, you can't even <laughs> help yourself out. <laughs> a target on his back against, again, one of the greatest players of all time. That's like your first day of assassin work. You being like, hey, I'm going to go kill John Wick, bro. Hey, he got a 15 nails on his head. I'm going to go collect it. That's what I'm finna do. Bro, what? What is, what is wrong with you? I'm going to tell you this. This is the fastest I've ever seen. Like, very seriously, I've never... It's not just the under any circumstances. It's not just that. It's how quick this happened. Like, yes, that turnaround of a day. When have we ever seen a player be announced that, oh, yeah, he's not coming back before the season ends and there was nothing crazy to happen? I want y'all to think of every time a player's ever been like, oh, yeah, he's he's done here and think about what happened. And I want to use this as an example because like and, and this is not like a, a joking matter or like anything like that. Aaron Hernandez killed a guy. And like they held on to him for as long as they could till it was apparent, like, oh, he's still he's playing like, about another season and a half. He, 
<laughs> Until it became clear that they were like, oh, he's not he's not coming back. He's not he's gonna be in a jail cell. They have the the Bucks and Antonio Brown, until he took off his clothes mid-game and and jogged off the field, they were like, hey, bro, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll work something out. This man, the day, the next day after the season is over, yeah, he's not allowed back under any circumstances. And and the the quickness was half or really three quarters of what made it bad. But the last quarter, that when you sprinkled that under any circumstances on there, oh my god, oh my god, that's like that's like partially to an IG chef. You ain't have to do that. You ain't have to. Why you have to do them like that? You know what? In, in the biggest fall off drafts we had at the start of the show, IG chefs should, should have been on there. You well, it's, it's too many. But IG chefs was trash since the beginning, but yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah. Have y'all yeah, ever had an IG chef plate? Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't. Nah. Actually, my my dean, my dean was an IG chef, and his he, he could actually cook pretty well. He could cook pretty well. Yeah, but it was. I'm gonna tell you though, I was very disappointed with the lack of uh, greens. Um, like, brother, you need some fruits and veggies on your plate. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, you know what I mean? The mac, the lobster mac and cheese is delicious and all. And I mean, I'm glad I paid $60 for this plate, but like, I got to be able to like, this has to process through my body at some point. In time. <laughs> right. You got to go. So no, but, uh, but seriously, man, Dylan Brooks. I, so do y'all think he plays in the league next year? Do y'all think he gets picked up by somebody else who plays in the league next year? I am going to say no because reports are coming out that Dylan Brooks' agent is asking for between twenty and twenty-five million. Bro, stop playing with me. Twenty and twenty-five not, million over what? Like five years? Per per year per year. <laughs> Ni <Ni-hao. laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I'll tell you this though. I'll tell you this though. Eric Bledsoe over there making about fourteen to fifteen before he got suspended for point shaving. He was he was making about fourteen, fifteen. Yep. Go ahead, get your stuff. Okay, so I, so I will say this: there are only a it's only a certain group of of terrible franchises that are shell out that that amount of money. And I've been seeing a lot of people say it. I don't think it's going to happen. But Gibbs, do you think you see your Detroit Pistons? Please uh, don't, don't do that. Print don't do Dylan that. Brooks jerseys next year. Don't do that. Don't do that. Let me explain to you lie. why this would not happen for the Pistons. Let me let me explain to you why this would not happen for the Pistons. Nine times out of ten, we're not going to get the number one pick next year. That's just let's just go ahead and just realize we're Detroit. We're not going to get two number one picks within a, like a ten year span. Not going to happen. So, with that being said, you'll probably get two, three, whatever the case may be. Whatever. You're probably going to end up with either Scoot or one of those other long athletic wings that it seems to be a ton of in the draft this year. Why would you need Dylan Brooks? What could Dylan Brooks do for your team? And remember, we just got rid of a shot chucker. We just got rid of Sadiq Bay. Why would we bring in? Why would we bring in Sadiq Bay with a freaky jean jacket? Why would we do that? It, it, it makes no sense to me. So I, I'd hope. I'd hope that they know better. I would hope I can't guarantee it, but I'd hope that they know better. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I think he does get a job, but he's gonna have to humble himself, right? What I mean by that is after 2025 million is not gonna happen. I mean, 
Yeah. Right now, your stock. I look at everything like this. Your, when your stock is high, you go ahead and you you know you 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 be aggressive. Your stock is low, it's like all right, I gotta build my rapport back up. If I was him, I would go for a one in one deal, right? Just just in case I have another stink season, I still got a player option, and then I would try to you know put the work in. Because like I said, he's not a bad player until he opened his mouth. Dylan Brooks was a solid role player for the Memphis Grizzlies until he opened his mouth. You know, true. Uh, I mean. If we be honest, he was a key rotation to play rotation player on the second C Grizzlies teams, right? So for me, a team that could use him a lot, which I don't know why they do these type of things. The team that I think that will probably try to grab somebody like him is the Portland Trailblazers. Hey, dang, we got you, Dylan Brooks. Are you happy you're gonna keep staying with us and, and running away from the ground, or are you gonna, you know, depart finally and try to go get a championship? I think Portland would be the ideal situation for him. And for Portland, because it's it's a move that Damon Lillard might be able to be like, okay, you tried to add a solid role player, wing defender for me, but and Dylan Brooks, he can shoot as many shots as he wants in Portland. If Dame ain't shooting, anybody can shoot too. Hey, I mean this with my whole heart and soul. If I was Damian Lillard and they told me the help we got you is Dylan Brooks. I, hey, I'm retiring. Y'all trade me, I'm retiring. <laughs> Y'all trade I, me, I agree. I'm out of here. I agree. You got, that's Dame's main objective to stay in Portland for whatever reason. That's, that's yeah, okay. Objective. All right. That, that would be the moment that my main objective changes. That would be the moment that, <laughs> you know, that, that that's that's just not it. That's just not it. I'm I'm packing the mail. It's gone, as the baby would say, because I ain't going to be there no more. You ain't, you ain't got to worry about me a single second longer. But don't worry, folks. Dylan Brooks ain't the only one getting slandered today because we got more slandies to hand out. His fellow uh, teammate, his his partner in crime, the guy who, you know, every, every now and then there comes a special talent in deserving slander. There comes a guy who everything he does is just so slanderable, you know, from showing his nipples in a strip club on live to flashing guns and beating up 17-year-olds. And then to getting in an interview with a gorgeous young woman, which he says, we're good in the West and not making it out the first round. I'll tell you what, his failures are as colorful as his hair. The second slandy of the year goes to none other than John Morant. Clap it up for John Morant. Clap it up for John Clap it up for John. Clap it up for John. Clap it up for John. After this first round exit, how bad do the we good in the West comments look to y'all? How bad do they look at this point? The we good in the West comments look absolutely terrible. But at the same time, I think out of everybody today that's receiving a slandy, I think John Morant has the biggest chance at redemption. Oh, absolutely. He's still young. He still has a good core around him. So, I mean, in sports, the ultimate for- forgiver is is winning. We done yeah. seen people get away with way worse if they win a couple of games. So, if it wasn't for Dylan Brooks, Ja would be the slandy MVP of this year. His teammates saved him. That now that's the that's the personification of a good teammate right there. That's Forget losing in the first round, <laughs> Dylan Brooks saved that man from being the slandy MVP. But it, those comments look terrible, but that man has a chance at redemption. I like it. I like it. Chris, what do you what do you think about John Moran's comments? We good at the West. Were those one of the worst agent comments you've ever seen? Hey, bro, that was probably worse than when uh that's probably worse than when Trump had remember he had COVID 
and he took his mask off like he wasn't up there like about to die. Uh, he was up there breathing hard. He took his mask off in front of the White House and raised his hand up like, you know, that that, that AIDS worse than that because he was in a hospital a day later, like fighting COVID. You know, that, that AIDS worse than that, bro. <laughs> because, ja, ja, ja. And this is the thing. People blame... Blame the young lady he interviewed. I'm not going to say her name, but they blame the young lady he interviewed talking about we need to stop putting pretty women in front of these superstars and having a... You can't blame her for that. You can't. <laughs> At all. You can't blame her for that. Jaw head got so big. You got to remember, he is 23 years old making $20 million a year or more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If the three of us on this show know what kind of trouble we'd be if we made $20 million a year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So... It's just a maturity thing. Josh just got to grow up. So I mean, I think Josh gonna bounce back from this. You know, winning, winning the best, the best uh, way to clear your past is a bright future. A mentor mm-hmm. told me before. So I mean, at the end of the day, I think Josh, I think Josh got saved by his teammate Dylan Brooks. So not Chris ended up on the episode of Judge Mathis. Gangs, <laughs> second chances. I got one. No, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all. This is why the the depth of how how we slander Dylan Brooks. We will never truly get to the bottom of that pit because we good in the West was the second worst. It was the second most poorly aged comment from this NBA season. You want to know what the first is? He doesn't like to go left. <laughs> You told somebody you don't like going to your dominant hand, and he put the dagger in your team, driving on that dominant hand. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, again, I Dylan Brooks, what a time. But John Morant, I'll tell you this much. You're absolutely right. Mayor talked about Ray Lewis. I could think of some worse guys because Ray Lewis had to win some championships for his redemption. I could think of some worse guys who never won championships. Thank God that Utah didn't win one. Who who did much worse? Never had to win a championship to get redeemed. You know, just kind of go to a few all-star games. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, right. Oh, <laughs> did that happen? Oh, I'm yeah. Maybe it never happened. I give y'all a better one. I give y'all a better one. And yeah, I, I, I hate to say this, guy. I hate You know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm about to say. Oh, oh, I, I, yeah. Well, you're not wrong. We we we, we, we got to talk about that off here. Yeah, I mean, we got to we got to talk about I'm that saying, off here. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I, K, KBB. I'm gonna say KBB. He wanted to come times. You, you know, short term memory you're, happened. But that, we, we, we got to talk though. about that off here. But that's my point. Most guys got to win a championship in basketball. I mean, you don't even really got to win a championship for real. Like if you get close. If you get close a couple of times, everybody gonna forget. And I'll tell you what. All, all, all I'm gonna say is that's a little hazy in the court of law. Paul Malone did that. Oh yeah, Paul Malone did that. There's there's an entire human being walking around like. Hi, right, you need evidence? I'm here. I exist. But I'm I'm gonna tell you though. I'm gonna tell you. Here's here's the funniest thing about this whole situation. Again, I hate to keep bringing it back to Dylan Brooks, but every time you look at John Morant and you talk about his possible redemption arc, Draymond Green, four-time champion, defensive player of the year, multiple-time all-star. Do you know what he said about Dylan Brooks? The You're not the guy to be a part of a dynasty. The dynasty comes after you. He might be right. Mm, he probably I- right. If Job ja goes on to make this this Memphis Grizzly team a dynasty, we'll forget all about this Slandy. But for now, brother, it's a parade inside the Slandy. Yeah. <laughs>
It's a parade inside the slam. I ain't gonna lie. I don't even think Ja feel bad about losing. I think Ja like like did you see did you see the video of him walking back to the hotel with Dylan Brooks? It's like you pick Dylan Brooks to walk back with. You still screaming, it's a parade inside my city. Like, like Ja, take, take some ownership, man. Shut up a little bit. Go, go, go get in the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but I think again, he knows. He knows if he stayed with Dylan, he knew like if I walk back with Dylan, I'm not gonna be the guy that pick on the worst. Yeah, you know I mean, because at least I didn't get twenty and twenty from a guy that I said was old and slow. I, I didn't and, you know and lose by forty. You said I don't respect nobody until they beat me by forty. Yeah, by forty. He knew. He knew. He knew. And next up on our Slandy Awards, I'm going to tell you something. This gentleman, I believe, he received a Slandy last year, so he may be our first ever. Two-time Slandy okay. recipient. This man said what now? <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> I, this may be our first ever multiple-time Slandy recipient. I'll tell you what. Next year, if he goes for the trifecta, we will give him a Slandy Lifetime Achievement Award because this young man, it it almost goes without saying. Every team he goes to, he destroys. If you're in playoff contention and you get him. Congratulations, you're no longer there. Just ask the Dallas Mavericks. We have none other than the man, the myth, the activist, Third Eye Kai, Kyrie Irving, as our first ever two-time Slandy recipient. Let's get some love to Kyrie Irving, y'all. Let's give it up to Kyrie, y'all. Let's give it up to Kyrie. 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 Now, fellas, not only did the Dallas Mavericks not go to the playoffs, but I'm pretty sure... Kyrie Irving is a free agent this offseason. Am I am I correct? Uh, you are you are correct about that. Okay, hundred percent correct. On a scale of one to ten, how bad was the disaster that was Kyrie to the Mavericks for the Mavericks? Um, on a scale from one to ten, right now I'm going to go an eight. Mm, and the okay. only reason I'm staying at an eight is because it has the potential to get worse and we're going to have to revise the Slandies in about a week or so if what happens that I'm think that I'm thinking is going to happen occurs. What what do you mean? If those Phoenix Suns lose badly, I I got Nuggets in 5. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. However, we got to add KD to the list too. I hate to do it. But K, K in this case KD and Kyrie and those Slandies have to be a package deal. We got our first Coastlandy. A Coastlandy. Could be a Coastlandy. Coastlandy. Oh, <laughs> the tag team champs of Slandies. This is amazing. This is, I never thought I'd see today. I never thought I'd see today. This is why you love coming to award shows. You never know what's going to happen. And today we have our first ever Coastlandy. Josh, you got to explain yourself. Why is KD in the Slandy category with him? Because if those two young men just stayed put exactly where they were, Mm-hmm. How good of a position would Brooklyn be in right now in the Eastern Conference? Oh, they'd be the front runners probably. The Celtics are playing underneath expectations. The Sixers aren't healthy. The, the Knicks are, are the Knicks. The Bucks are gone. And the Heat are some dogs, but at the same time, near the eighth seed for a reason. Are they some dogs or is there a dog? J- J- Jimmy, a dog. They got the dog. Bam is hurt. Bam is hurt. Bam is hurt. Bam is hurt. So I give Bam. Honestly, they, they, they second best player right now is, um what's my man's name? Gabriel? Gabe Vincent. Gabe, yeah, Gabe, Gabe Vincent. Vincent. Gabe Vincent, they second they, best player. They, they almost stole a two dubs but this, at and, New York. And this is why, and, but this is, and this is what I'm saying. 
We all knew that the Knicks are frauds. We all know that the Knicks were going to win games because Tibbs' strategy is what? You play your starters 42, 43 minutes a night, and like you're going to win games during the regular season, sure. But at the end of the season, when they legs get tired, and all of a sudden those other teams' rotations get real short too, all of a sudden your best guys got to go up against their best guys for 40 minutes, you find out that your best guys weren't that good. Your schemes, not that good. You really are not that good because, you know, you played all those minutes. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You're absolutely right. They probably would be the front runner. Oof, that's some crazy work right there. That's some crazy work. Chris, chime in on this Kyrie and KD. Dude, talk to me about how you feel about the first ever Coast Landy. I ain't gonna lie. I, I amen got him. He, he, mm. that brother preaching. That brother preaching. He preaching. <laughs> he preaching. Put oh. something in the collection plate. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Not only would they be the front runners, they forced Steve Nash out of the business. Yeah. They forced the leadership to make a move that they wanted. <laughs> they both agreed. They both signed off on this trade. And also, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and Spencer Dibbity thrived with the Nets in this position. Yeah. Everybody won except for KD and Kyrie. Yeah. And the teams that picked them up. And the teams that picked them up. <laughs> and the teams that picked them up. <laughs> oh. Can I can I say something real quick? Can I say something real quick? I don't know what's wrong with Kevin Durant, and I'm not joking when I say this. How do you jump from one unreliable point guard to another? As much as we love Chris Paul, as much as a baller as he is, as many things as he is, if you tell me total package, total career, he's had one of the greatest of all time in terms of point guards. But if you're saying strictly postseason, baby, I wouldn't trust that man to bust a grape in a fruit fight. You understand? I would not. It's always going to happen. As soon as you're like, oh, my God, everything is good. We're finally going to do it. Everything's so exciting. Groin. Knee. Ankle. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. It, it's great to see. You know, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy I enjoy giving Kyrie his flowers in terms of how he's destroyed every locker room he's been in. I enjoy it. I, it's one of my favorite pastimes, honestly. It brings warmth to my heart. It, it really does. <laughs> and he do it so peaceful, too. He be, and he does. Smiling. He does. Talking to reporters like, I love what I do. I'm the best. At my yes. 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 But I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm glad that Guyton is on this show. I'm grateful for you, brother, because I would have let KD off the hook for being down 2-0, looking like, looking like it might be 3-0 coming up here. Might be 3-0 <laughs> yeah, in just it a might, second. It might be. Might be 3-0 in a situation where you're not alone, brother. Even if we're talking about Chris Paul being out, you still got a perennial all-star in Devin Booker standing right there shoulder to shoulder with you. And I don't know if anybody's noticed, but Devin Booker been getting in the stands lately. He's been playing some defense Yo, lately. Hey, that D-Book been sick. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Been, he been playing he been some a, defense lately. He's been the second best two-way player this whole in the West, honestly. Second best two-way player in the West. And so, and so, KD... Brother, what's going on, brother? Is it if y'all done forced y'all way out of Brooklyn to end up, one of y'all did not go as far as Brooklyn, and then the other one is gonna go one round further than Brooklyn. So by PEMDAS, you know what I mean? They basically cancel out. Y'all basically had the first round days to combine. <laughs> oh, that's just very nasty work. I I love giving out a dual slanding. Oh, wow, wow. Makes my heart smile. Makes my heart smile. KD and Kyrie, I we're we're super excited to give you your slandy. 
you know, take it with grace, take it with love and all the good things. And now we have our first ever, I believe this is our, our first ever international Slandy. Um, you know, for those of you who said that the Slandies are too Americanized and, oh, you only slander people from the States and you don't get to slander anybody else that's from overseas. Well, today we're going to change that. We're going to change that tone because this gentle giant, this MVP, NBA champion, defensive player of the year is now saying there is no failure in sports. You know, we all just kind of show up and shoot at the rim, and at the end of the game, we walk away holding hands, singing the Teletubbies theme song that they sing when the sun goes down. Why the sun is a giant baby on Teletubbies, we'll never, never know. But <laughs> it's just that way. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, a one seed losing to an eight seed, brother, come on down. Come on down. We know you were hurt. We know that you you got hurt a little bit. You couldn't be there the entire time. But Giannis, come on, come on for our and, and, and we were just reminded by Tubbs. This is our second ever international slandy because we gave one to Ben Simmons, who is technically Australian. So we're, we're giving out another one. I guess we could make this a yearly thing, adding in the international one. But our international slandy goes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Clap it up for Giannis, y'all. Clap it up for Giannis. Clap it up for Giannis. Now, now folks. Giannis. Now, folks, in terms of Giannis saying there is no failure and all that good stuff, and it's a progression and building to winning, when you look at this team, do you say that this year was a failure for the Bucs, yay or nay? Yes. The year was definitely a failure for the team. When you look at the Bucs, when you look at most NBA quote-unquote experts, when you look at most people just that watch the sport. When you look at the Facts Over X podcast, most people had the Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA championship this year. Now, I understand uh, this This is a um a, a lighthearted slandy, I want to say. The first, you know, three slandies that we had are, you know, there, when the Facts and Over X podcast is all said and done uh, 30 years from now, we're going to have a slandy Hall of Fame with Bust in there. Dylan Brooks Absolutely. is going to be in there. Kyrie Absolutely. is going to be in there. Plausibly, yeah, plausibly John Morant. Giannis will not be in there. It's possible. It's possible to jaws in there, but not Giannis. This is more of a lighthearted slandy because we all play sports and there are definitely failures in sports. If, if there there is one objective to winning, does that mean that like everything you did was a failure? No. Does that mean like you are a failure as a person? No. But the objective of sports is to win a championship. Mm-hmm. The objective of whatever your profession is is to perform in the best way possible. And whatever the end goal is, whatever the highest award is, that's what you want to get to. If you don't get to it, then it can be considered a failure. Do you take those failures and apply it to next season or do you take it and apply it to your game so you can get better and not experience that again? Yes. So you so you can take things from failure to build upon so you can't say this is a complete 100% loss. But at the end of the day, you're playing a professional sport. You didn't win a championship when you were the, the I don't know what the odds were on it, Chris, but I'm pretty sure the Bucks were far and away the favorites they to were, win the they championship. Was third, they was third best because Middleton was out, and then when Middleton came back, they were second best odds behind the Celtics. And if that, that looks like a failure to me. Mm-hmm. You failed to win a championship. Does that mean that the entire season was a loss? No, but it was a failure. Okay. All right, Chris. 
What do you think? It was this season a failure for uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks? So, so I'm gonna educate a little bit right here, right? I'm gonna educate. You know, I like to educate sometimes. So, talk to us in manufacturing, right? If you don't manufacture the parts in time for the customer truck to get there and place on a truck. That is a failure. You fail to protect the customer with the product that they need to keep their production activities going. That mm-hmm. is what a failure is. Giannis, we playing basketball. This is a game. This is a game. <laughs> you win and you lose in a game. This is a game. Yes, there's failure. You have a team that has won a championship already. You have a team that has been the number one seed several times. You have a team that had high expectations. You failed. As a number one seed, you failed. Y'all took this so light. You you didn't play the first three, four games. Y'all thought y'all can go down 2-1 against Miami and win three straight. You failed. You didn't pick Jimmy Butler up 94 feet. He gave y'all 56. Did turn around and gave y'all 42. Did turn around and gave y'all a triple-double. You failed. You did not execute the game plan. You lost the game. You failed, Giannis. This is not any other any other world is failure. And you you tell me a game you don't fail? Guy, when you lose a mission on GTA, what happens? It's a mission fail. Mission fail. I, I want to say this. I want to say this. I, here's the thing. It kind of hurt me to put Giannis up here, but it wasn't my idea mm-hmm. to put him up here. But I, I had to agree that he belonged up here because he was partially right in that there is like a, there's a, a building, there's a progression to winning. However, what Giannis is forgetting is that like winning is much more linear than most other journeys in life. Like we're not talking about a situation where if this team was the Houston Rockets. If the Houston Rockets went to the playoffs with this team they had as a one seed and lost to an eight seed, everybody would still say, bruh, I don't care. They got a one seed. Right. Because that, that's where they are in the progression of winning. They're at that stage where you're supposed to be bad. If our Pistons, my beloved Pistons, was to go to the playoffs and get knocked out in round one, we don't care. I don't give a damn. That team wasn't supposed to be here. And they found their way there. Not only are y'all a team that has been on the winning side of things, the sun is setting, whether you want to realize it or not. Fun fact about the Milwaukee Bucks. They are, they were coming in on opening night, and I believe they still are, the oldest team in the NBA by nearly a year and a half over the next closest team. Really? The average age of players on the Milwaukee Bucks is 29.47 years old. That is the average age. And we're not even, here's the worst part. We're not even talking about just the starting lineup, which would decimate that number and send it through the roof. How old is Drew Holiday? How old is Brooke? 36. How, these yeah, guys, Brooke up there for sure. These guys are old as dirt. Brooke was drafted by the Nets when they were still in New Jersey. These guys are old as dirt. And you're going to sit here and tell me with a straight face, oh, there's no such thing as fake. Baby, y'all championship window is is getting smaller. It's getting, it, it, if you keep playing around talking about there's no failure, you're going to look up and all of a sudden, y'all going to be, 
well, we were one seed last year with a first round exit, but we a four seed with a second round exit this year. Well, we a four seed with a second round exit this year. We a six seed getting beat out, beat uh, in the first round next year. Well, you know, we we fighting to make the playoffs. Giannis is still good. He's not what he once was, but that front office got to make some moves because Giannis, I'm sorry, this is a failure, brother. You can't walk into this season with the oldest team in the league and say, oh, it's okay. I'll be all right with a loss here. And Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. I'm sorry to do this to your Bucks, man. I know you're a big Giannis guy. I'm sorry, but I'm not a Bucks guy. I'm a Giannis guy. Giannis is my guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's very pure, very lighthearted gentleman, that Giannis character. I got two points, two points right here. How many players on the Heat team actually got drafted? Uh, I know there was, I know Bam got drafted. I know Jimmy got drafted. Wait, did Jimmy get drafted? Yeah, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy got, got drafted. drafted. Jimmy got late, drafted. So late first round. Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle Lowry. Kyle, okay, no. Kyle got drafted. K Love. Oh, Kevin Love is on that team. Yeah, yeah Kevin Love did. Yeah, Gibbs, okay. I can I can phrase it for you a better way to understand what's happening here. Out of players that had minutes for the Miami Heat in that first round, oh, how many the of the them went ever. undrafted? It was the most ever minutes for undrafted players. And uh, six. Sheesh. Sheesh. Six players didn't grab drafted. The second point I'm going to make, <laughs> I, I just love this show. You know, I love this show. I love this show. In 2021, when the Bucks won the title, mm-hmm. I believe a young man on this show said, that is the worst thing that can happen to the Milwaukee Bucks. And y'all looked at me like, why? I mean, Budenholzer has a job forever now. I don't, I don't know about forever. I don't know. This this year lost him a lot of that yeah. championship luster. No, they no, lost no, him no, a lot no. of he, that. He, he, he's a Caucasian male in the NBA. Oh, yeah, he he'll have a job. Not oh, yeah, then not, not, not with the Bucks. He's yeah, he'll have a job forever, though. But he's yeah, going to have sure. a job for forever sure. now. Uh, just just to go on a, a real quick tangent, um, just looking back through their history and rosters that they have and player testaments, George Carl might be the worst coach NBA history, yo, and that man had a job for 50 years. Luke Walton might have beat, though. Luke nah, nobody got George Carl beat. Nobody. No, nobody Let got George Carl beat. Let me explain something to you. If I had a player that his, his nickname was the Rocket Arm, right, and he was a quarterback, would I say, I don't want to throw it deep because they got a good corner? No! You would say, <laughs> hey, bro, they, they call you the Rocket, right? That giant rocket that strapped your right arm music. Gary Payton's nickname is what? The glove. And he didn't want him doing what in the finals? Guarding Michael Jordan. Are you on crack? <laughs> are you on crack? Like, are you not okay in the head? Like, that was the easiest. That was, and again, Michael Jordan said, oh, he gave me no problems and laughed at all. The numbers say you're a liar, Michael. The numbers say you're that's, a liar. That's, that's facts. He, he had you in a little bit of a straitjacket, buddy. That's what the numbers say. Like, what are we... Yeah, George Carl, I, boy, I'll tell you. And and that's not even mentioning the fact that he is always in a rush to say something bad about a black NBA player. He is running down that hill, boy. Him and Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson just had the success. Yeah, yeah. Anytime yeah. he got come the up race. about yeah. a, a black movement or something, oh, Phil yeah. Jackson yeah, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. man, why are you chasing the game? Oh, I yeah. This, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> the fact that that man said he ain't watched the game since the bubble, because I'm like, bro, what's good with you? It's been years. Like, what? 
And don't get me wrong, I do feel him a little bit of like it was real weird seeing players with like equality as like their last name. Very weird. Like very knock it off. Like what are we doing here? But, but that ain't your place to say it. But you stopped watching it for, forever because of that? Mm, I know what you are. That, I, I, know. <laughs> I pissed him off that much, Gibbs. Hey, what did what, what did uh, Eminem say about Papa Doc? I know something about you. <laughs> I, know, I know something about you, brother. I know something good and about you. We got to move on to our next Landy. It's rare for us to slander an entire organization. You know, it, it's very rare. <laughs> we rarely ever You're see this sound, bro. on facts over action. And so often, you know, front offices elude Slandys by just pulling off one or two moves, you know. I mean, both the Jets and the Packers were on the cusp. They were on the cusp of receiving Slandys, but they made it happen, made a trade happen, and got their guy. However, there is a team that uh, held out on their star player for a long time just to pay him anyway and end up in a situation where, I don't know, you could have potentially lost a unanimous MVP that's younger than 27 for no reason at all other than you just didn't want to pay him. The Baltimore Ravens. Come on down and receive your slanty, Ravens. Come on. Yep, Come on. yep. Let's, let's do this thing. Um, now, fellas, let me ask you this. Now that Lamar is signed, do you think that the relationship is fully repaired? Do you think that this is a moment where everything is copacetic and they're good now? The relationship is not fully paid, repaired. There's still tension there. Um, and, and on top of that, so Lamar Jackson, the only maybe gripes you can have about him as a quarterback is if you look at it just from a box score perspective and not watching the actual games, his completion percentage and some of his QBR it's underwhelming for somebody right. that's considered the best quarterback in a game. Do you know why? Uh, well, if Devin well, Duvernay is your best receiver, you're going to have a hard time. So you waited all of this time to give this man money that he asked for, and you didn't solve the biggest issue yet. What? They got OBJ. They, they, they've been going with this. Is it? But <laughs> the Ravens been going with this strategy of signing 35-year-old receivers off the streets for Lamar's entire time, you know? He'll, he'll hey, 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 Dame. Hey, Dame, a little important. We got you some help. We got you Paul Millsap. That is the NFL equivalent to OBJ coming to be the hero that's going to save Lamar did Jackson from having a terrible... Did you, did you just give her OBJ to Paul Millsap? Am I wrong? He got two ACLs. In 2023, off of, I was just about to say, off a couple ACLs, I mean, eh, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. You're not I'm just wrong. saying, if this was a you're decade ago, would you not be almost equally excited to get Paul Millsap to OBJ? I know it's two different sports, but Paul Millsap giving you 20 and 10. I was just about to say, Paul, at the height of his powers, when he was with the uh, when he was with the Hawks, he was a for sure twenty ten. He was a hooper. He was for sure. Fifty five percent almost. Oh man, that's tough. That's that's tough sauce right there. That's tough sauce. Chris, do you think the relationship is repaired? Oh heck no. Lamar got paid, so he gonna thug it out. But bro, you're. What issues did you address, right? Mm-hmm. All you did was show up a quarterback and give him OBJ. 
which OBJ, he gonna have his moments, but he's like, okay, he's vintage OBJ. But I mean, he's not gonna be. He's not that guy anymore. I mean, it's football. It's not baseball where you can play forever. Even with injuries, you can come back and still be decent. It's football. So I mean, what did they really improve on that roster? Gives that makes you like, okay, Lamar, it'll be a completely different season this year. They already had a decent season last year. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm going to tell you this. This relationship to me, I personally haven't experienced this because, you know, black men don't cheat. Y'all all know that. But it's it's like when a man get caught cheating or when it really not even a man, just when somebody in a relationship get caught cheating and now for the rest of the time, like, it's like, I mean, we still together. But like last time it's you different. said you was last time you said you was going to church, you was at his house. <laughs> right. You was at Shorty house. You was on your knees, but you wasn't saying not a prayer, my boy. Like that's just what happened. <laughs> so now every time you say you're going to church, I'm gonna need a call. I feel like this is a very similar situation. I feel like Lamar is like, I mean, do y'all believe in me for real? Because y'all not giving me weapons. But I will tell you this. Zay Flowers, who they picked up in the draft, I'm a huge fan. Huge Zay Flowers guy. Me too. I think that, oh, yeah, you're in ball. Yeah, so you've you probably seen Zay Flowers play a little bit. He, he's, he can go. He can go. I, if he turns out to be everything he could be, I can see Lamar making it happen here for a while. So they, they are another one. Ravens, you got the opportunity to get a redemption arc going, okay? Y'all got the opportunity for a redemption arc going. We will revisit these Giannis and Ravens accusations uh, May of 2024. <clears throat> but now we've already talked about redemption, and now we've got to give out our redemption slandy. A slandy to a man who landed in potentially the worst spot to get redemption for him being overzealously horny, dangerously horny, <laughs> unscrupulously ready to go at all times. Mr. Ime Udoka ends up in, of all cities, Houston, Texas. Clap it up for Ime. Clap it up for Ime, y'all. Clap it up for Ime. Who did you help with Houston? Huh? No, no, they, no, no, he's oh. no, 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 no. That team would have imploded. That team would have imploded. They they, hey, you know how they got sponsors on the jerseys on the court? Now they would have had Honey Pack logos on the jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> they for sure would have had Honey Pack. It would have been a documentary about the Rocks if they both. Oh, absolutely. 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 The, the 30 for 30 would have went crazy, boy. It would have went crazy. What if I told you the basketball team in Houston wasn't the only thing blasting off? ESPN presents. No. (laughs) 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 Fellas, do you think that this is a good fit for either eBay or the Rockets? Talk to me. You know what? I'm going to take a step out here and say it's a good fit for both of them. Really? Um... I'm going to make it short and sweet. I think we can all agree that Houston's biggest problem is they have a lot of young pieces that are not disciplined. Mm -hmm. I think the best method for young men that age coming into the NBA is to not only have a coach who's a player coach that knows life on the road and that played under veteran leadership like Tim Duncan, Popovich, different things like that to show them how to be more mature on the road. But at the same time, it's rare that they have because he is the youngest coach in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's somebody somebody that's closer to them in age that can also relate and help better translate those things from a younger person's perspective. 
I'm not expecting anything out of Houston. I expect Houston to be a trash team for the, at least the next couple of seasons. Sorry, Chris. But this is also a possibility for Ime to redeem his reputation. Because if he shows up to Houston and he gets these young guys on track and they have a couple of decent seasons and we don't see anything about him in the news over the course of the next, you know, two, three years, however long he's their coach, then he could possibly get back, you know, an assistant role with a winning team, possibly get back to a head coach role over the course of the next decade with the winning team. I think this is a win-win situation for Emei and Houston. Okay. All right, Chris, what you thinking, man? What you thinking? Is this a good fit? And who is it not a good fit for if it ain't? You said a lot there, Guyton. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> that man had problems being faithful to Neil Long in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. <clears throat> Boston, Massachusetts. By the way, it's about 40 minutes south of, no, north, northeast from where I'm at right now, currently. Boston, Massachusetts. Ask me how many visitors I've had at my house give since I've been living in Massachusetts. Well, how many visitors you had at your house since you lived in Massachusetts, man? One. Lord, have mercy. One. If y'all know Chris like we know Chris, that is a devastatingly <laughs> low number. Lord, have mercy. Lord, One. have mercy. So, I, that being said, the fix for you, M.A. Doku, yeah, you might have definitely learned your lesson. I hope you did. I hope you did. But... Just like any other disease or, 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 or problem, it's a sickness, right? It's a thing that you just, a lot of people can't quit talk cold turkey. You send him down to Houston with the stallions of the world. You got your black community of the world. You got your <laughs> suburbs of the world. That's one of the biggest cities on the map of the world. And you just think, he may going to act all right. He just going to be fine and daddy. The discipline that these boys in Houston need. That's what you think, guy. So some, sometimes, you know, that person need a wake up call. I think that he he could possibly be old enough and mature enough to be like, all right, I had this opportunity. I messed it up. Let me not mess it up again. Well, guy, I'll be the first to tell you when you get that sickness that he has, <laughs> when you get that sickness he has. <laughs> He said he's like uh, Pookie from New Jack City. The it be calling me. You just need that first. Well, you, you get that sickness. That that he had. <laughs> I'll tell you somebody else from Houston that had that sickness. James Harden had that sickness, and the strippers in Houston miss James Harden. The strippers in Houston have been on record to say we miss James Harden. I'm going to tell you, he playing some of his best ball up in Philly. He playing some of his best ball up there. He just dropped 45 the other night. In, in where? Boston, right? He was in Boston. In Boston. In Boston. <clears throat> uh, y'all know what they say. that The way that James Harden plays directly correlates to how bad your city strip club scene is. So, you know. <clears throat> How's things looking that, up there, Chris? The fact that E-May got in trouble up there. I haven't been know. to one. <laughs> Lord, Don't know where one is. Lord, <laughs> Mm-hmm. So respectfully, I don't think he's going to be the coach to get you the discipline. Um, maybe starting off the season, but we thought the Celtics were very disciplined. And Tatum said, "Yeah, I had a great relationship with him. I didn't know nothing that was going on though." You know, <laughs> I'm a, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think it's a bad fit for a very different reason. If this was the '90s or earlier, you could pull this off. We live in the social media era. Like it's too late. 
you can't do stuff like that and get away with it, especially with your yeah. your your best player. Who would y'all say is the best player on the Houston Rockets right now? Right? It's either Al P. It's Sangoon. I think yeah. I think yeah. most people would say Sangoon, right? Yeah, he probably said Sangoon. Okay, but who's the face of that franchise? Who's the actual face? Jalen Green. Green. Jalen Green is the face of that franchise. Do y'all think he's mature enough to process? Like, I probably shouldn't joke about what my head coach got in trouble for. Like, I probably not at all do that. Not at all, bro. He has his fingernails painted. So imagine what the world is gonna look like when Ema is like, "Hey, hey, hey, we not doing that lack of discipline nonsense. Get on the line. I'm not gonna tell y'all again." Hey, coach, all that forceful stuff, what got you put out of Boston? Now, next thing you know, nobody's <laughs> on the line. And Eme and, and Jalen is squaring up. You see what I'm saying? Like, I just have a very bad feeling. This team, that Celtics team was like at the right age of maturity. And not only at the right age, they had guys with the right temperament. Jason yeah, Tatum, Al Horford and them there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Jason Tatum is not a guy that's known for like, it's about me. I'm flashy. I'm extravagant. I'm a weirdies crazy fit. I'm a dude crazy thing. He's never been that type of guy. And I'm not one of the guys to criticize. Like, oh, you wear big flamboyant outfits. That means you don't care about it. No, no, no. I don't. I want to make that clear right now. But there's a very different temperament, even from the way that they speak about things. You could tell there's a difference between Jalen Green and Jason Tatum, even coming into the draft. Right. Brown, that's a whole nother thing. That young man is one of the smartest, most cerebral young men off the court that you will ever hear about. He has the temperament to deal with, oh, yeah, my coach is on some different type of time, but like, whatever. We got to do what we got to do. You going to say that about Kevin Porter Jr.? Y'all think so? He already been to jail once in the league. Y- y'all think so? Y'all Absolutely not. This is, it's just a very bad time. But before we get out of here, we have got to get to these playoffs. We would like to thank all of our Facts Over Acts viewers so much for attending the second annual Slandies. You know, it, it, this show gets bigger and better every year. Don't worry. We might all wear suits and whatnot. If y'all get us to enough subscribers and viewers, we might wear suits to next year's Slandies. You know what I mean? Might even come out in the top hat on y'all. You never know with Facts Over Acts. You never know with us. But... We have got to talk these NBA playoffs. Fellas, the second round is here. And so we're going to break this thing down east, then west. In the east, the 76ers, despite missing Joel Embiid for game one, get a win over the Celtics. How concerned are you if you're the Celtics or how much faith do you have in the 76ers to get this thing done? I'm going to open that one up to the floor. Um. So if I'm the Celtics... I'm very concerned from the perspective of the Celtics give games away. They're one of the biggest culprits that I've seen um, in a in a very long time. I would be concerned because they haven't proven that they have the discipline to win close games. And you have two, well, you have one and a half very clutch players, in my opinion, in James Harden and Joel Embiid. So when those games get close, they're going to make the right offensive and defensive decisions in order to win the game. And the Celtics haven't proven to me long term that they have one of those players. And that's what the playoffs is about, because the playoffs is about learning, having experience, no short rotations. Both teams have that, mm-hmm. get, you know, being able to play through contact, being able to play good defense. Both teams have that mm-hmm. having players that can go get you a bucket. Both teams have that. But it's also about that grit and that clutch at the end of the game to make the right decisions in those close playoff games. And the Celtics, they haven't proven that to me. And they've had the same core for five seasons now. 
Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Chris, what you thinking about this 76ers lead 1-0? What's going on? What you thinking? I told y'all at the beginning, I don't think they got an answer for Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. Embiid didn't play yeah, game. say that. Embiid didn't mm-hmm. play game more. That's mm-hmm. shockingly, shockingly, shockingly bad. Because now Embiid comes back for game two. Yeah, he does. So not only do you have to worry about everybody else getting off, you have to worry about Embiid. Embiid, any defensive scheme for any of the great players in the league right now, you could pretty much nip in the bud when they play because you have to figure out a process around them. If Harden, Maxi, Tobias, Harris, and them boys play like they did, De'Anthony Melton was huge. I'm surprised Memphis let him go for cheap. De'Anthony Melton is him. Off the bench. And now in B come back, Celtics, what you did is you let them get away with murder. You were supposed to destroy them games one and two. Forced them to make a hobble and B come out there and play. Now MB could go out there today and just get a feel out, see how his knee, he could test his knee. If he played 15 minutes, that's fine. We stole the game at home already. Oh, wait, on the road already. Yeah. We don't have to rush him back. You need to put some urgency on MB's injury. Now he coming off an MVP trophy? I don't know. I, I, I panic button if I'm Celtics. Fighters don't make fights. Styles make fights. This team, this Boston Celtics team is cooked. They're cooked because they're best in half court. They're best in half court and playing a team who their best player is their center. Ooh, very nasty work. Very, very nasty work. For as young as the Boston Celtics are, they're dead middle of the pack and behind the 76ers in terms of fast break points per game. If this was a situation where I had faith in the Celtics coach, if Eme was still roaming those sidelines, I might give the edge to the Celtics just because y'all know me and Doc Rivers. Y'all know I, I trust that man as far us as I can go. <laughs> but he winning right now. He he would be on the oh trust mm-hmm. me, he would be on the list, boy. But he's winning. So we don't worry, brother. You're on the watch list. We you you're on the watch list. Don't worry. We'll give y'all the watch list next episode. We'll give y'all the slandy watch list next episode. But okay, I mean, I mean, if if uh Kyrie Irving is getting uh uh, a bust inside the Slandy Museum. Doc Rivers got a statue out for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are two. Those are two lifers. Those are two lifers. I'm gonna tell you, Doc Rivers has earned so much slander over the years. But I think that he has enough in terms of Jason Tatum is too unreliable, and Jalen Brown, for whatever reason, he is not aggressive enough when it matters most. So I think. I think they're cooked. You you can't be the half. You can't be a half court team when the other team's best player is the center, and probably your worst starter is your center. And I think like, oh, this is going to be a good time for you. Like I have a hard time thinking that that's going to turn out the way that you think it is. But now in the next series in the East, we got Knicks and Heat tied at one game apiece. And fellas, the Knicks got to win at home with Jimmy Butler out. They got a win in game two, which was a very close win, but they got a win nonetheless. Fellas, how do y'all think this series is going to end? Uh, This series is going to end in six games, and it's going to be a result of Jimmy Buckets being him for another series. Um, Only because I I don't think the Heat are that impressive of a team roster-wise right now. But like I said, it's certain things that push you past in the playoffs. And... 
um, the, the Knicks got a couple of people that are right there when it comes to being him in the right moments. Jalen Brunson has impressed me a lot this season. Julius Randle, when he's hot, is an elite level power forward when he's hot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to be enough to get you past Jimmy Butler when he hits that second gear. Yeah. It is, it's, I mean, I don't think Jimmy Butler is going to the finals, but at the same time, we just saw him put out the Bucks in five. And when I say him, I know his other players on Miami, but we saw Jimmy Butler put out the Bucks in yeah. five. Yeah. And I don't think that the Knicks have the firepower to counteract that. Scoring 90, 90, what, 98 points in two games? I mean, you could say it was yes. You could yes. say it. You did, you did it by yourself, brother. But I, I, I digress. Chris, how do you think this series ends? I think it goes seven just because Jimmy had the ankle injury. But before Jimmy had the ankle injury, I think the Heat easily win this in five games. I mean, the Knicks are the Knicks. The Knicks are the Knicks. Uh, Tibbs is Tibbs. Tibbs is Tibbs. Julius Randle literally got injured because Tibbs decided to put keep him in the game when they were up 25 or they're down 25. <laughs> down 25. Yeah. When they were already when they already were one one in the series. Like, I mean, and going back to New York. So I. I Tibbs decision making, yeah. But I mean, the Knicks are the Knicks. I mean, I just you know how bad of a franchise you have to be to lose to the Knicks. Like the Cavs are a worse franchise than the Knicks. That's what it makes sense. They lose to the Knicks. But you know how bad of a franchise you gotta be to lose to the Knicks. Like if we go through all of the Knicks opponents and how much the Knicks gave away games in the playoffs, Patrick Ewing is the number one. If that don't tell you that Knicks is just a snake-bitten franchise with that layup, he make that layup 99.9% of the time. But because hey, he was on the Knicks. Can I, can I so, so, so Smoking a layup in Game 7 of the Conference Finals is crazy. It's insane. It's insane. Can I, can I say something real quick? They There's a pair that should be lucky that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving exist or else they would have gotten the first ever duo slandy and you just talked about a team that got put out by the Knicks, the Cavs. So, uh, Donovan Mitchell and, uh, Rudy Gobert, y'all, uh, left each other to get kicked out at the same place. Huh? Mm. Good news is brother. You went a long way. Bad news is you went the wrong way. You went the wrong <laughs> way. Hey, we got so many mm-hmm. clips this episode. Anyway, I'll tell you. To go on, I, I'll tell you. They, they avoided a slanty by that much. But go ahead, Chris. To go on, I think the Heat, they, they, I think the Heat actually, bro, call me crazy, man. Call me crazy, man. But if Jimmy don't have no ankle injury, I'm not going to lie to y'all, bro. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Spoke. I take back everything I said about Brad Stevens and Spoke. They shouldn't even be in the same boat. They shouldn't even they shouldn't even be in the same country. Shouldn't even be in the same country. Spo adjustments are ridiculous. Crazy. The Knicks Crazy play against Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Bam out of Bayou, 35 year old Kevin Love, and Duncan Robinson <laughs> as a starting lineup. <laughs> and they limited the Knicks from Having over 110 points. Shout out D Rob. And, and they ran a 1 3 1 high zone. That's all they did. Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson didn't know what to do when that zone hit him. He coughed that ball up more than more than James Harden thought was at strip club. That's how he he could he didn't know what to do. Hey, James Harden said, don't ever disrespect him like that. He don't throw nothing but blues. <laughs> he helped a number blues. He a rich man. He helped a number blues. Baby. I honestly, honestly, 
call me crazy. I see a world that he go to the finals. I I agree. I agree. Call I was me, just about to. If I was Jimmy just about goes, to yeah, I, like I can this, see a world. And Spo the best coach left in the NBA. I think Spo the best coach left. I, I to, for me, this comes down to one thing: how healthy is Bam? I, I'm not even really worried about Jimmy's health. How healthy is Bam? Because Bam, you can see that he's hobbled. You can see he's giving it everything he's got, but you can see that's not the Bam we saw in the regular season. That's not he's he's very much so hurt and hobbled right now. Jimmy, we know what we're gonna get from Jimmy. We you know, come hell and hot water, if he got to put on, you know, if he got to take the same thing that Mahomes took at the uh, halftime of the Super Bowl, he gonna, <laughs> Jimmy gonna get right. Jimmy gonna get out there. He gonna get right. But Bam, I don't know, man. I don't know. He's going to be an important piece of this thing. But uh, honestly and truly, I've never had faith in the Knicks. I told y'all before the playoffs started, I do not trust the Cavs at all. They have not had their knock-on-the-door moment. Also, they don't have guys who can perform at a high level on both sides of the ball. You had to pick one. Do I get a good defender? Do I get a good offensive player? That's not good. You need at least two or three guys that, like, they're going to give me something on both ends. They didn't have that. It showed. With that being said, the Knicks are uh, your your days are numbered, buddy. You better be hoping and praying that that you know Bam and, and Jimmy are permanently hurt and and struggling because they're healthy. You're looking at some problems in the West yeah. because you know facts over acts. We good in the West. We actually good in the West. You know what I mean? We we get love <laughs> everywhere. But anyway, in the West we have. The first series, because I want to save the Brown and Steph talk for last, the Nuggets lead the Suns 2-0. Chris Paul is out, it looks like, potentially games three through five. Fellas, do the Suns have a shot, and do they win a game if they don't? You ain't even got to worry about games three through five. Uh, mm. nugget, nuggets in five. Nuggets I, I would say five. that before the series started, before I saw how game one and two went. I know we haven't had a pod since then, before Chris Paul got hurt. Nuggets and five. Nuggets and five, Chris. Well, you, you you're you're gonna need depth in the in the you're gonna need depth depth in the playoffs. And the Suns yeah. just don't have that. And you that got a man a in the middle ball. that's playing like a child when guarding Jokic. <sighs> I the 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 highlight of Jokic getting like three rebounds back to back while Aiden was like standing <laughs> out of bounds watching, bro. He, that's crazy. Man, that boy, that boy <laughs> jump, Katie. man, that Slovene got some moves on him. That's crazy. <laughs> Chris, what you thinking, man? Do do the Suns have a shot with no Chris Paul? Can they come back in this thing? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. One of my young dogs texted me. He was like, LeBron was right about campaign. And that's the starting point guard for the Phoenix Suns right now. So enough said. Uh, see you, Kevin Durant. I'll see you in Cancun next week. Uh, and also Devin Booker. I know you probably gonna go back to Grand Rapids and go to the one bar in Grand Rapids because you grew up in that area. So I don't think you should leave there until the season start again because you ain't gonna be loved in Phoenix. Um, I don't think that you know. I think we need to keep Kevin Durant away from Ron Browse because he really going to want to jump out the window after this one. Um, <laughs> this is not going to go well for Phoenix. I don't know if they get a game. I think that KD has a game where he, I, I think KD has a game where he goes. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. They, they got a game just because I don't want them to be disrespectful. You know what I mean? It's, it's still this, KD. You they know what do got to play in Phoenix too. They do this is what I'm saying. This is this is what I'm saying. Hear me out. I think they get a game. I think they could get a game because Kevin Durant is going to go legend for one game. But Aiton has looked so bad. 
Like it's not even like oh man, Aiden's, Aiden's kind of struggling a little bit. You like, see, nobody anything, said Aiden name on this show today. When, when we talk about <laughs> when we think about Aiden, you think to yourself like when he got drafted. I remember thinking his absolute floor is DeAndre Jordan, like uh, ultimate rim protector, rebounder, rim runner. He's gonna be that for the next. He's gonna be what DeAndre was at his peak for ten to fifteen years. This man is literally just getting bullied in the paint. It's looking terrible, Don. But Gibbs at Arizona, he was different. He was so good. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what happened, and it's 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 really disappointing. For me, the worst part about it is him and Cat kind of suffer from the same thing, and that you can just kind of tell. There's a look in their eyes sometimes where it's like, there's other places he'd rather be than on that court right now. Like if I'm if I'm being honest, I was I was thinking about it recently. If he got the right coach and the right pieces around him in the right situation, it's never going to be in Minnesota. I still got some faith in Cat. I still got some faith in Cat to put it together, much more than Aiton. Well, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Guyton, I, I don't want to do this. In that past series, Anthony Edwards was clearly the star on that team. But I saw little flashes here in Cat to where the talent is there. He's just in a wasteland of Minnesota where they just got this man out there doing whatever. That, but that's the problem. I think that he enjoys doing whatever. You're too big. Get your big behind down <laughs> on the block. Bro, 90% of the time, Cat is going to be the heaviest player on the court. Like, that's not even like a controversial take. The average center in the NBA, which is the heaviest in the position in the league, it goes about 250. That's the average. Cat weighs 260, 270 easily. Easily. Yeah. Brother, get your big behind on that block. Lean up on those guys and say, hey, you know what? I don't got to defend. We got Rudy down there for that. I'm going to lean on you all game, and you're going to have to defend me. These teams, how many teams now do we talk about, oh, yeah, they got to stretch four. Good, good. You should salivate. You should foam at the mouth when you see a stretch four. But what does Cat do? Well, I can shoot better than your stretch four, so I'm going to stand out here. <laughs> and, and when Ant-Man drive, he going to kick it to me, and I'm going to knock down the it ain't, it ain't even that, but like, like – Call me crazy. Like, call me really crazy. But the stuff we see Joel and B do from time to time, like bring the ball up the court, Cat could do it at a way higher level. Like, way higher yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? I don't want to see him do that. I'm sorry. You know why you don't want to see him do that? Because go bear down there. Why is it two seven footers on the team? I just, I, listen, at the end of the day, I think his big self need to play big. If y'all going to go to Twin Tower, look, you need to go ahead and, hey, big dog, go on. Go on and get down there and fully get in there. But anyway, the last series, the one that everybody's talking about, the 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 two legends, the two guys, top five in their position of all time, Steph dropping 50 pieces to eliminate folks. Braun is looking like he's slowing down, but even still, 20 and 20 on your head, Mr. Brooks. How do you do? We are looking at a game one that the Lakers stole, thanks to fourth quarter asking why the world is pooling, <laughs> pulling from wherever. I know that they out in Oakland, but that man shot that ball. He, I know that he he had to shoot that ball from down in L.A. somewhere because he wasn't nowhere near the three-point line, and then misses, Lakers win the game. Fellas, what do you think about this series? What do you think about game one, and what do you think about this series so far? This is going to be an amazing series. I have it going seven. 
I got Golden State in seven, which I kind of don't want to say because, like, I want to see Brian get one more run. Mm-hmm. But purely based on game one, in order to win these games, you're going to expect high defensive efficiency from Vanderbilt, which he hasn't proven he can do yet. It's possible. But we know Golden State are, is a master at adjustments, so they can find a way to take him out of the game. Um, Aiton, I mean, not Aiton, uh, AD had, you know, one of the greatest games in playoff history, which he's going to replicate, but not at that high of a level. And then you also, <clears throat> excuse me, you also have to expect D'Angelo Russell to get that many buckets off of ISO basketball, which he's proven to be inconsistent as well. So I think you're looking at a team in Golden State that makes great adjustments and the Lakers stole that game away. And you're looking at a team and the Lakers who are supremely more physical, but also don't think we see another game to where they outshoot them and they have 24 more free throw attempts. And I'm not saying free throws like referees. I'm I'm not taking it from that angle. The Lakers are just a far more physical team. But also we know that Golden State can make adjustments. So I think it's going to be one of those series where you see adjustment. One team wins. Then the Lakers say, hey, we got to make these changes. We got to get AD the ball this many times because Looney can grab rebounds but he can't check that man. So they'll make those adjustments. And I think it's just going to be a back and forth series. And I think as a basketball fan, we just been blessed. But I do have Golden State in seven. And also, it's 10 seconds left on the clock. That's forever in basketball. Reset the play. Drop another play. Okay, I know that I know that Steph is double. You still got Clay on the court. Also, you can maybe step in six feet and shoot a jumper. Like, it, it was nobody between Jordan Poole and the basket. He could have took two steps and shot. He on the slandy watch list. He on the we. He on the, on the watch, watch list. list, brother. He on the watch list. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you think about the series? Oh man, I'm come so conflicted, man. I'm be honest with y'all. This is a tough one for me. It's a tough one for me. It's that song. What's this? Hell? But my body, my body's <laughs> telling me, yeah. Oh, hey, 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 hey! You finna go on the watch list too, Chris. You finna go on the watch list too, brother. What you got going on? Over no, there? We can't just slander Carl Malone on the show and then you go with that route. You know what I mean? You can't do that. You can't do that. Listen, not on this listen, show. Listen, listen. Not on this show, brother. My heart, my heart is soul telling me Lakers in six, Lakers in seven. My heart and soul telling me that they really are. They really are. And you know, Brian is a big part of why my heart is telling me that, man. It's a mm-hmm. big part of it. Mm-hmm. But to me, I got just Anthony Davis to get me 30 and 20 tonight to win by three. <laughs> my mind is telling me, <laughs> get somebody else to do it. My mind is telling me, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I'm my mind you. is telling me, go to state, Miss Seven. They've been doing this for five years. They've been doing it for a little bit longer. Draymond got a chip on his shoulder because he know he might be in Shanghai too with Dylan Brooks if he don't if he don't hoop. Nobody want a 35-year-old that run his mouth and do a podcast after every playoff game. I, I just think the sense of urgency for the Lakers just ain't there. I, I, I gotta go Warriors in seven. I gotta go Warriors in seven. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna tell you. I'm sorry. I got. I got Lakers in six, possibly five. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. The NBA messed up. They messed up. They messed up letting that two to seven happen with the Grizzlies who got super banged up. Let me tell you why. 
Y'all have seen these last couple games, and y'all know when Bron is like super exerting himself and he's like worn out and he has nothing left after a game. We've seen that out of Bron before, right? Correct. Y'all have seen him after all these games in the playoffs. Has it looked like one time like, damn, Bron is tired right now? Have y'all said that once to yourself at any of these games? No, no, not at all. But he's he's pacing himself. Here's the problem. That foot that's bothering him, when he gets to rest in the games, it's going to get better. It's That foot of his that's that's holding him up is going to get better. And here's the thing. You can't let the Lakers win when that's happening. You can't. You need to win because you know that there's going to be a moment where all of a sudden LeBron goes, wait a minute, I'm LeBron James. And then it's like, oh, it's an avalanche of 40, 12, and 8. Like, you, you don't need AD to do that every time. But if he does that while LeBron is getting better, oh, my God. They, listen, okay. the Warriors are going to – I'm telling you this right now. This series is going to come down to – I thought about it. I thought about it, and I said this before the series, and I stand by this. It's going to come down to whose stars go to most legend. That's what this series is going to be about. Steph is going to have to have multiple 40-plus point games if they're going to win this series. Clay is going to have to have multiple 30-plus point games if they're going to win this series. AD is going to have to stay healthy and put up multiple 20 and 15 type games or better. LeBron is going to have to be Bron at some point in time. And when I'm looking at these guys and I'm saying, who do I trust to do what they do in this moment the most? LeBron and AD or Clay and Steph, I got to go Bron and AD. Because again, this, this game won to me at home with a diminished Bron, you have to win it. You cannot lose that game. And they did. They did. That, I'm worried. I'm I feel worried like if I'm it's, worried. I feel like it's different because we're talking about Golden State. If we're talking about any other basketball team in the world, with a hobbled Bron a year at home, you have to win game one. But we've seen Golden State throw away a million game ones and make adjustments. And I understand that. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I, listen, I think the Steve Kerr is a much better coach than he gets credit for. I really I think this, that that King series, because for the longest, we was like, Steve Kerr just letting them hoop, bro. Like, look at his team. That King series, I think we don't get Steve Kerr enough credit. I, and and well, well, when, I, he, I, when he I, had I, those I, young guys, when he had those young guys and then he won another championship after that, I said, okay, you got it. You got he Because he made the adjustments. He made big time adjustments yeah. to put that team in a, in a position to win. I'm saying, I, to me, you're getting to the point of the playoffs. Normally, it comes around later than this. It just happens that we got two really great teams with, with a bunch of great players. There comes a time in the playoffs where you can draw up all the plays in the world. You can do all of the cutesy woots, and it's just going to come down to somebody got to put the ball in the basket. And the problem is, the problem with that is, I have not seen Poole perform at a high level in these moments to where I can trust you. I've seen Clay perform at a high level. Can he still do it? AD just showed me I'm still there. I'm still him. Y'all have got no answer. You can go small to get me off the court if you want to, but then who going to grab your rebounds? Because the Lakers, when you go small against the Lakers, you better start hitting them shots. Because if you miss and y'all going small. I, I, I will I will say something that might sound wild, but from a coaching adjustment standpoint, just from what I saw in game one, I think you minimize Poole's mid, even though Poole played a great game. 
outside of that last shot, it overshadowed the fact that he yeah, played a great he did, game. He did. He did. However, I think the Lakers are so much more athletic than the Warriors that when you got AD and LeBron playing heavy minutes to get those buckets that you need in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think you got to put Gary Payton and Moses Moody on the floor at the same time and had them play big minutes. It's possible. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, the, they're only two guards that the Warriors have that you can exert on a defensive fi- side being extra physical. Yeah, yeah. I Again, I just, I struggle to give it, I struggle to give it to the Warriors because you, you got to beat them when Brian's not rolling. You got to beat them. And they what is had a, the chance. I know you love Brian. right there. I'm coming around. I love Brian now, too. I'm a believer. You know, they used to have a motherfucking, the, 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 uh, the, the you know, the, yeah, yeah, the, the witness. witness. I'm a witness. Yeah. But when is the last time we seen 40-12 and 8 Brian? What do you mean was the last time we saw? We saw it this year. Against whom, though? Bro, when they started that run to after the All-Star break where it was like they got to get in the playoffs, Brown went on a stretch that was nasty in that way, but it was like we weren't paying attention because it was like 30-12-8, and, and it was like, oh, yeah, this true, is what he does. True. He has it in him. If he needs to go there in that bag and get it, but I'm going to tell you, I don't know how healthy that foot is, but Golden State needs to take advantage. They need to not lose another game when Brown is like, all right, I'm going to pick my spots as to where I attack. Because if you get him back to good, back to like, uh, my foot's 90%. And and you have sacrificed two games at home, my brothers in Christ. Don't even waste your time going to L.A. That's a short flight anyway. That's a short flight. Y'all don't need to do it. Go, go on to stay in, in, in Golden State. Tell them, hey, you know, it's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. I'm going to see y'all later because this series here – is cooked. If Golden State loses game two, I'm I'll put my unborn first child. I, I will put my unborn first child's name on the line for that one. I will name them whatever. I'll name my first kid Clay. If if, if 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 they go down O two, I'll say Golden State is ninety five percent cooked. You can't completely write it out because it's Golden State. I've seen them do some ridiculous things. Them boys are well done. I mean, so tough. You could bite the table and not know whether or not you eat the steak <laughs> or the table if Golden State loses game two. But we're going to see. We're going to see. It's a lot of playoffs left, and it's a lot of facts over acts left, so that means it's a lot of slandies left. I know y'all tired of us talking about Dylan Brooks and Ni Hao and Konnichiwa, but come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,